You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Shelly. And I'm Eric, and this is episode 28. Yeah, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. We truly appreciate the support as we get to tell these stories in these cases. So let's do this. You ready? No. I know, you're never ready. But shout out to my mom for this one because she sent me, I can't believe What up, mom? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I never heard of this. And she sent me it the other day and I was blown away. So I was like, I'm doing a fucking case on, or an episode on this, whatever we're doing here on this podcast. I don't know. So this is the story of Kelsey Turner, former Playboy model turned murderer. Kelsey Turner was born May 5th, 1993 in Norfolk, Norfolk, Norfolk. How do you say that? Norfolk. Norfolk, Virginia, to Samantha and Christopher Ingram. But Kelsey grew up in Jonesboro, Arkansas. She graduated from Nettleton High School and she later attended Arkansas State University. Kelsey got married at the age of 18 to Taylor Holmes in 2011, but they divorced in 2013. Just one year later in 2014, she married Joe Turner, but they divorced in 2017, and it appears that she kept his last name. Is this another case where there's <laughs> some beezies going around marrying everybody and then divorcing? Is, I want, is her number going to be higher than the last one? It we'll will see. not be. That's, I think that's the last one. No. No more marriages for her. That was the last one. <laughs> I thought about that connection, too, when I was researching this. So Kelsey moved out to California, where she started modeling lingerie and swimsuits. She started to catch the eyes of many people, and her modeling landed her jobs working with Playboy Italy, Maxim, Players Magazine, Fire and Ice, Model Media, 110 Magazines, Conceited Magazine, and Dream Vixens. Kelsey also appeared in a couple movies, including The Promise in 2011 and Wally Got Wasted in 2018. I've never heard of any of those, have you? Mm -mm. I believe she did have a couple of children now, and that's when she meets 71-year-old Dr. Thomas Burchard, who was a child psychologist, and I believe the two met online. Thomas did have a girlfriend of almost 17 years, and her name was Judy Earp, and they had actually met sometime in the early 2000s, and while they were both on a trip to Las Vegas, Nevada, through mutual friends. Judy was well aware of Kelsey, but stated that she isn't quite sure how or when the two of them, you know, she just didn't know herself how they had met one another. Judy states that Kelsey told Thomas that she had bad credit and couldn't qualify for, you know, to lease her own place to live. So uh, he helped her out with a house. He bought her a house to live in in Salinas, California, in the same city that he was living in. And I believe living in this house was Kelsey, her children, as well as her mother. He paid all the rent as well as buying her a BMW convertible. I guess this isn't the first time that he helped women out financially if they needed it. He was just a very generous guy. And they say it's not quote unquote, if you want to say it, she is a sugar baby. It was more of like he just had the financial well-being to help women out. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So Judy, she just kind of tolerated these acts, if you want to call them charity. And... Kelsey later stated that their relationship was never sexual, and Kelsey's lawyer, Brian J. Smith, stated, quote, she said it was more of a case of the doctor having a huge crush on her. Let's put it that way, unquote. Over the time that Kelsey knew Thomas, she had gone through $300,000 of his money, and she wasn't stopping, and that rent that I was telling you, he was paying $3,200 every month for her rent. 
Judy claims that out of all the women that he had helped out financially, that she was the most dangerous. It was at this time that he started to realize he needs to cut her off financially because this girl is just blowing through his money. And Judy agreed and backed him up with that decision. You see, Judy and Kelsey had never met one another, but they very much disliked each other. Judy actually referred to Kelsey as, quote, the white trash whore. Kelsey, I'm surprised she would, like, let her boyfriend do that. Yeah, yeah. I also read, which I didn't include, um, Thomas was married previously, and I think he that's when he started kind of doing this whole helping other women out, and I believe that's why that marriage ended. But, yeah, in some, it just in my opinion, I mean, he has a lot of money, maybe... Judy kind of was like, well, I'm with this man. He loves me. I love him. We're, he's financially off. Who cares if he's helping out? He's not having sex with these women, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, we don't know. But apparently they're not, and she was okay with it because it was just charity, apparently. Kelsey knew that Judy was trying to pressure Thomas more and more about cutting off Kelsey financially and not paying the rent anymore. So Kelsey went as far to text Thomas that his girlfriend was, quote, on the shit list with me. And if she gets me evicted, I'll kill her, unquote. Kelsey kept using up like all of his money and then claimed that that Thomas was like, because he's a child psychologist, that he was behaving inappropriately with children. And she just kept threatening him about going to the police with this information. But uh, this all this bullshit was it was not it was claimed that was not true whatsoever. He was not doing that. So at this point, Thomas evicted Kelsey out of the house in Salinas, California, and even paid her to get out of the, He wanted to evict her and get her out so bad that he paid her to get out of the house. And she ended up moving to Las Vegas, Nevada with her boyfriend, John Logan Kennison, and her roommates, Diane Penna and Jeremy Assessrich. According to Judy, they both went to Las Vegas, Nevada with a friend, meaning her and Thomas and a friend, to a medical conference in Las Vegas, Nevada from February 8th to the 18th. And this is where Kelsey reached out to Thomas and they actually met up. This is in 2019, by the way. Kelsey continued to ask him who he was with and what hotel he was staying in. And Judy truly believes that Kelsey was trying to plan something horrible on the, you know, that time that they were there from the 8th to the, somewhere between, you know, that time, the 8th and the 18th that they were there. But there was just too many people around. Like he was just always around people, so... They couldn't pull it off. That's just what Judy's kind of claiming. Thomas and his girlfriend, Judy, and their friend leave Las Vegas to go back home. Just 11 days later, he buys a ticket and returns to Las Vegas without Kelsey knowing that he's going to be there. Judy stated that he wanted just to see Kelsey. Like, he evicted her, but then wanted to go back to, to see her. So it was kind of weird, you know? So it's like, why? So he was actually, he actually felt bad about evicting her out of the house in California and he just felt like he needed to help her out financially because her boyfriend was abusing her and, she, you know, that he was abusive towards her and that she had no money to get another place to stay, to get away from him. So he stated to Judy that he wanted to see a show out there because he like he was super into magic shows and stuff like that. And that was his favorite thing to do in Vegas. So that's what he wanted to go do. You know, Thomas said that he would be back that Monday not to worry about him. Judy later stated, quote, I warned him even on Saturday when he was there, you know, maybe you ought to not wait until Monday to come home. Maybe you ought to just come home on the next flight, take a Southwest and I'll pick you up in San Jose. I wish he would have taken that advice. Unquote. So, but this time, um, Thomas 
informs Kelsey that he's there. So she knows. Judy stated this because she had a bad feeling about him being out in Vegas and seeing Kelsey, and she actually wasn't wrong. A close friend of Thomas stated that he last spoke to him before he left to go to Vegas, and Thomas stated, quote, Seems Kelsey is having trouble with her boyfriend out there in Vegas because he's hitting her. He's abusing her, and she has no money, nowhere to go. He says, I feel partially responsible for this, unquote. It was the night before he was to leave Vegas that he went over to where Kelsey was living and an argument ensued between the roommates that were there and Jeremy and his girlfriend were actually the ones that left. They got in a little argument and they just ended up leaving. So that's when Kelsey supposedly finds text messages between Thomas and her mother and then that's when they get in another argument or just an argument in general. By the way, her, I mentioned children. Uh, They were not in the house at this time. I believe a friend had picked up Kelsey's children, so they were not in the house. The people that were in the house were Kelsey, her boyfriend John, her roommate Diane, and Thomas. Thomas was tired of arguing, so he went into her kid's room and he just slammed the door. This enraged John, Kelsey's boyfriend, so he picked up a bat and he went and he just kicked the door down where Thomas was in, the room that he was in, and he started beating him with the bat. According to Diane's grand jury testimony, she found him in the room with a large red and purple bruise on his temple. She says she took the bat from John, who then went back downstairs to where Kelsey was. Diane says she got him a glass of water and then was going to take him to the hospital as Thomas goes to the garage and climbs in the back of Kelsey's car to be taken to the hospital. Why she gave him? I, I, so it's just a weird thing that she included that she gave him a glass of water. Thomas didn't didn't want Kelsey to get in any trouble for you know what her boyfriend did, so he was just going to state that he got mugged when he got to the hospital. He refused to go back in the house because obviously he just got beat by John. Like who you know he just wants to go to the fucking hospital. So, but nothing that a glass of water would fix. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Smart, very smart. Um, so yeah, they knew that that he could potentially die from this guy. So, I mean, this is Diane testifying this in court. So Kelsey came, o- came out to the garage and demanded that Diane clean up all the blood from the injuries that Thomas sustained. Kelsey told Thomas that she would take him to the hospital once, quote, everything was straightened up. She wanted just all this mess, all this blood, all this shit cleaned up before she would take him to the hospital. So that way, I believe, you know, if he didn't say that he was mugged, then they're going to come back and look at this potential crime yeah. scene, right? Diane all of a sudden hears Kelsey yelling at her boyfriend to John, quote, knock Thomas out. Diane ran downstairs, but she said it was just too late to stop anything by the time she got there. Diane stated that she saw John come out of the garage holding a gun and covered in blood. She said she panicked and just kept cleaning the mess that Kelsey was telling her to clean up. Later that night, Kelsey got her children back and she ended up staying with Diane and her boyfriend at her boyfriend at Diane's boyfriend's place. And then later on, John, I don't know where the fuck he was, but later on, he ended up joining them at the at um, Diane's boyfriend's place. So they murder him and they're, well, you know, cleaning up this mess. And then now they need to find they found like different hotels and houses to stay at and everything. So eventually they made their way to California. And meanwhile, Judy, Thomas's girlfriend, calls 911 to report Thomas missing because he never showed up that Monday night after coming home from Vegas like he said he was going to. And he never replied to any text message, and he never calls her back after many failed attempts to reach him. Judy even stated that he was there to see Kelsey Turner, so they had a lead to where they needed to kind of look. You know, she was like, look, he went there, girl named Kelsey's there, maybe you should look into that. 
It was a call that came in on March 7th, 2019 of an abandoned Mercedes Benz in a desert area along East Lake Mead Boulevard, which is about seven miles east of Las Feliz Street. They approach the car, uh, but they don't see anybody inside. But once they pop open the trunk, they find the body of 71-year-old Dr. Thomas Bouchard bludgeoned to death. I don't believe, I know she stated that he had a gun in his hand, but I don't believe he was shot. I think they literally just, because unfortunately when they did the autopsy, like he was like unrecognizable. Like Damn. they beat him up so bad. Yeah. Just weeks after they left Vegas, meaning Kelsey and all, you know, John, Diane, all these people, they actually found Kelsey in Stockton, California, where she, where she was placed under arrest. Not too long after, Diane turned herself in into the Las Vegas police after finding out that there was a warrant for her arrest and they were charging her for murder and conspiracy in Thomas's death. Then just days later, after she turned herself in, John was arrested as well. Police had actually located Kelsey's and Diane's fingerprints on and in Thomas's car, as well as finding various items in their apartment, such as a door broken in half, lots of blood, cleaning supplies, footprints, I'm assuming footprints and like blood or something, more cleaning supplies in the garage, as well as a blue and white towel that matched to a towel that was found in the trunk with Thomas's body. In court, Kelsey did enter an Alford plea last November in 2022, which according to lawandcrime.com, quote, allows criminal defendants to maintain their innocence on the facts of an allegation while simultaneously accepting that the state's evidence would probably be enough to convince a judge or jury of their guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, unquote. Entering this plea, Kelsey would be charged of murder in the second degree in exchange for guaranteed parole after 10 years. 29-year-old Kelsey Turner was sentenced to 10 to 25 years in the Nevada State Prison just this past Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. So only six days ago, she was finally sentenced for the murder for 10 to 25 years. She does still maintain her innocence and that she had no involvement in the death of Thomas. Oh, and by the way, she was very pregnant when she was in jail. Or I'm sorry, when she was in court. And she did give birth to a baby girl. I'm not sure who the father is, but hopefully that baby is in a good place. Kelsey went on to start an apparel company with a partner while in jail called Bad Barbie. And that's apparently her nickname that she goes by as well. Prison name. Yep. 29-year-old John Keniston, Kelsey's boyfriend, pled guilty to the murder and was sentenced to 18 to 45 years in prison. Diane Penna, the roommate that helped clean up the crime scene, pled guilty to accessory to murder, insisting that she had nothing to do with the actual murder. She was originally sentenced to murder, but I believe she got like five years probation after kind of ratting, you know, Kelsey and John out saying like she was there. She cleaned it up. She saw what happened kind of thing. I believe even John's attorney called her like a rat or a snitch or something because she pretty much got them, you know, in prison for a long time. So I always like to end these episodes with, um, some, you know, some information about these, whether this person is missing or murdered. So in this case, Thomas's life. So Thomas was born February 16th, 1948 in Boston, Massachusetts to his father, Dr. Charles Henry Bouchard and mother Helen Bouchard. Thomas attended medical school, but later realized that he wanted to be a, psych- a child psychologist where he went on to do so at some of the country's top hospitals. Those hospitals included Cincinnati's Children's Hospital, Massachusetts General, UCLA, and lastly, Community Hospital of the Monterey Peninsula, where she spent 40 years of his career. He was there for so long that he actually, like, his 
former patients and everything, he would actually see their children. He was there for so long. Like he was like such a good psychiatrist. He really loved children and performing magic tricks for them. And that's like I was saying, that's like his favorite thing to go see magic shows in like Vegas and everything. So I thought that was really sweet. People said that his glasses, white beard and jolly smile, that he was like the medical Santa Claus. I, th- I believe even his like grandson or I'm sorry, Judy had kids. So like one of her grandsons would call him the medical Santa Claus. His girlfriend, Judy, stated that Thomas would spend little on himself, but loved to help others financially. She stated, quote, he was extremely generous. If he saw somebody in need, he would literally give them the shirt off of his back, which in the end, you know, that's. And then she she couldn't finish what she was saying, because I believe she started crying. But I think that she's implying that his generosity is what kind of ended his life because he was just such a nice person and him trying to financially help other people, whether who knows their business, whatever. But he was, you know, helping them out financially. And I think he just enjoyed doing that. He seemed like a very good person. So yeah, that's the end of that story. They're in fucking jail. That's awesome. So that's a horrific story of Kelsey Turner and all the other piece of shit that's involved in this and the death of Thomas. So I thought that was wild. I've, I haven't heard that at all until recently. Maybe I'm the only one. I can't believe it though. How, how much I'm into true crime and stuff. I'm like blown away that I, I do not remember the story. Yeah, it's a crazy story. Yeah, it's horrifying. a guy lending money to playmates. Well... She was like a more like an Instagram model, I believe, at this point. But yeah, it's horrible. And then like Judy was saying, like, there's no way that she was just like doing this herself. Like, how is she gonna get this this dude in the back of a truck by her back of a trunk of a car by herself? Yeah. So you know, that's obviously why they led to the other guys, John, Diane. But yeah, it's it's horrifying. It's you know, you don't know the backstory of what was really going on, and it seems you know to us a little weird, but. He I shouldn't mean, have died over it, you know. For sure, trying to help somebody, but I guess when you show how much money, show how much money it's, can turn into a bad thing that you have. Yeah, yeah. People take advantage of that. And when people win the lottery, you know, they tell you. Some people tell you, like, don't tell anybody that you won. Like, keep your name anonymous, because like, isn't wasn't I? There's got to be some kind of murders with lotteries, right? Oh, for when you sure. Win the lottery, like, if it if the lottery is real. <laughs> True. Oh, I guess we don't know. We haven't won it yet. <sighs> Trying with all my scratchers. Yeah, that'll get you there. <laughs> all right. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode. Until next time, stay safe and be aware. Bye bye. Bye.